Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about web design and a bit about our own website. Enjoy. Now, I don't know if you would agree, Louise, but websites have been very much on the front of our minds recently. Absolutely. We've been um, redoing our website, which is quite fun. I mean, not fully redoing. I should make that clear, but... We, I think the portfolio area of our website is maybe the most used area currently. And um, yeah, we were talking about how important it is to, to keep it up to date and, and make it nice and delicious. Do you want to talk a little bit? Yeah, so you know, uh, if you don't know, we, we run a, a media production company based in Scotland and we have a lovely website at the address of knackmedia.co.uk. Um, we've had this website for oh, what must be six, eight months, quite quite a bit now. And, you know, it's been fairly good. We were very happy with it and we had a, a good couple of proof checks of it. But now, you know, we're at the point where we're kind of one reflecting on how the website's performed for us and how it's been faring, but also going in there and kind of touching it up and, you know, putting some more love and care into the little wee fine details of the the site. Yeah, and and even just functionality in terms of our usage and, and for others. A lot of what we do, of course, being media production, is quite visual based with videos and photos and a bit of graphic design. So how our website looks is not only important so that clients can tell what we're doing and, and see the quality of our work, but also... Um, why would we have an awful website or, or awful services if that's something that we do provide? So it's, I think it's really exciting, actually. Um, I'm very chuffed about what we've done. I don't know about oh, you, absolutely. but it just looks so much better. Yeah, you know, we've been collaborating for several years now. And I think the website was one of those big steps as, you know, a collaboration, a partnership and a business that when people saw it, they're like, oh, wow, this this really says a lot about who you are and what mm-hmm. you do and what you stand for. Yeah, well, we both um, we'd both done individual smatterings of websites by ourselves. And I, I think there is just something about our current website with the kind of the combination of your design um, a bit more of the sort of written elements and and organization on my part do you know what I mean to kind of pull it together to make this just oof I mean it's just so good looking it just looks so good <laughs> I can't stop saying that but I'm just so impressed um, because uh, you made it on a website building template now I think I think we should talk a little bit about that because I feel there's a prejudice sometimes against template sites. Yeah, I think everybody, you know, has seen those lazy versions of the site, you know, that have picked up, you know, the first template on Wix or Squarespace or whatever it would be. You see those so often that it kind of comes synonymous and people are like, no, I want a, a custom website. But from experience from doing our NAC Media one and having done some other websites in the past, you know, you can have a custom, very bespoke, unique looking website. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, one, putting in the time and creating some assets for it. You know, if you're just dropping in some images, it'll just look like you've dropped in some mm. images. But if you can find a way to, you know, create, you know, something that looks out of the ordinary, 
then you can have something really special in your hands. Yeah, and I think a big thing was sort of talking between us about um, was kind of consistency in fonts, was consistency in colour. I know you had gone ahead before we had the website and made the kind of colour charts with inverted colours and things like that. Um, And though that wasn't necessary, I think the thought process of that level of thinking was really important in making the website itself look cohesive along with the work that we do that we put on there. It's interesting because I think, you know, being a creative company with creative people, it was an obvious step that we would make the website look sort of popping and and be representative of the work we do. But I think that that is so important no matter your industry. Um, you can often get caught up in functionality or how much information should I put on here? But really, I think people are ever going to look at something, are only ever going to look at something for a quick glance, find the specific info that they need and then leave. So it's about helping people, you know, navigate through your website. It's about helping people enjoy their experience on your website. And all of that is done through design, really. It's, as you say, it's not about just having tons of information, quite even. I think just being able to communicate who you are very effectively, mm. you know, your aura, your tone um, in a way that is effective. Like if you're running a, you know, a group for, you know, dyslexic awareness, if you have a site that is just <laughs> paragraphs of text, you've you've missed the point. You know, yeah. probably great information, but um, it's not really communicating your values very effectively. And as well, it's things like if you've got a video on your front page, you know, will people click it? What do you need? What kind of thumbnail has it got? All things like that, I think, um, come into your website as well. I know we've talked a lot about um, garbage looking websites because often we'll be looking for clients or, or other people to connect with and work with. And if the first thing that you come across, you know, is a website that hasn't been updated in two years or is blog posts that abruptly stopped with sort of no no details as to why. Um, if things aren't organized or if assets are broken, if links are broken, it can really put you off. Um, and I think especially as us being in kind of a, a remote local area of working, um, having a really clean and easy, you know, clean, easy, up-to-date website um, is so incredibly crucial. Absolutely, and I think now that websites have become easier and uh, more affordable too, it's mm. a very easy and tempting when you know you click on a, a button of new page, and it has like five thousand templates of different things you have uh, to bloat and overcomplicate a website. But I think one of the the core pillars if you're starting and want to make a website is think of the key purposes of why people would be there. Not you know it's nice for yourself to have you know let's say a gallery to have some images. If you're just, uh, you know, I've seen it with some random businesses like catering ones, which, you know, it's nice mm. to see the food, but the gallery's not possibly why people are visiting the site. So, you know, be like, yep, this site exists to, let's say, point people towards, you know, e-commerce. You know, that's, you know, you've got there. So, you know, you have your stuff products up front and uh, you don't direct it to, let's say, an about page, even though you might want to communicate that some way. Having that purpose will, you know, make your website, you know, feel confident in many ways. Yeah, and as well, I know we discussed this a lot when adding a podcast page to our website. It was kind of like, you know, we have this information elsewhere. Should we be separating it out? Does that make it easier for other people to navigate? And I think the main thing is that we can then link directly to 
just the podcasts if that's all you're wanting because sometimes that's all people want maybe you as a listener right now that's all you're wanting and and we want to accommodate to that alongside being able to give other people that are coming to the website the chance to be like oh they do podcasts as well let me look there because it's kind of it's kind of all of the work we do but we understand that some people want all of it some people want only podcasts or only you know photos or only whatever um, and then some people are just coming onto the website with no knowledge, you know, could be potential clients or, or potential sort of job prospects. And you've got to be able to make it for everyone, which is kind of difficult. You know, I think one of the toughest battles you should be going through, and it's a pain to have to do it, but it's that health issue of trying to consolidate your yourself. You know, there's no point having a, a thousand pages of random stuff um, if you know you can mm. simplify it and put it up front yeah. because quite often your website is possibly acting like an executive summary of who you are and your business and your organization where uh, let's say you're in our case you know doing videography there's only so much information you can get across um, or people will go for it so you know you want to be up front and be like yeah this is the things that set us aside uh, and there you go here's a portfolio get in touch we can get this sorted but, you know, if you had like a page about your gear, that's maybe not the most relevant to most people. Or, or the same, you know, if you've got your, we've been working for 10,000 years together, you know, as like your header. Or the first thing that people see on your website is like, our lineage of 100 years dates back to the 1900 or whatever. Um, I realize my numbers are a bit off there. But but the idea is I think often we'll find established websites that have got this, you know, front loaded with history um, and archaic ideas. And you're like, oh, my God, I just want to know if you can provide this service for me. Yeah. So that was something we were really upfront about as service providers, I think, is the weird business term for it. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that it's very clear that, yes, look, we provide services. And then if you're wanting to know more about me and Anton, you know, we've got a little bit of the link to then the page. And again, if you want to know even more, we've then got links to our LinkedIn, which has got sort of very clearly laid out information. And if you want more, then we're concerned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think we, we could possibly go on for days with things uh, sites do wrong. Uh, but I think you're quite right there louise that some people get a little bit over concerned about like telling people mm. what's exactly unique that they almost forget to say what they actually do so you know they maybe start off it's like yeah we're like xyz we've got all this history when at the end of the day you're like yeah do you like make uh, spoons what what do you make over here mm. um but in terms of finding out what you should avoid uh, you know it sounds dumb but one of the best things I think could really help is just looking through a large collective of your peers and similar websites in your industry to get a taste of what you like and what you don't like uh, and what could be done better and um, will help inform a lot. So, you know, there's no point going through that trial and tribulation if people have already discovered and learned and developed how to do a good website in that particular field. Yeah, that was part of the research that we did for our website was looking at peers that come from a similar background, peers in a similar area. And then, you know, we looked sort of location-based, we looked uh, company size-based, we looked background-based of what are the kind of things that people uh, have on their websites and what's the kind of things that people are showing um, or telling about themselves. I think, you know, what were the elements that we 
were reading through and we were clicking on and looking through, you know, what bits annoyed us, what bits made us go, ooh, that's quite nice. Um, and it was kind of, as you say, consolidating all of that because your website has got to kind of represent everything about you and what you do. And so you want to make sure that you've got everything on there that you need and sort of nothing else. Absolutely. And I, I think even then you can have some software, it's like a brilliant idea and, you know, it seems very logical to do, but then you look at every other site and they thought of it as well. Um, mm. And, you know, it's nice to be able to maybe avoid that or in some cases, even on the kind of alternative side of the spectrum, maybe there's like some key vocabulary that is being used. Um, you know, for instance, you might, you know, some people in our industry would maybe use portfolio or our work as wording, or some people discuss it as case studies. You know, you have a choice there of how you want to word yourself and you can learn from your peers of what is the vocabulary being used. Yeah. Um, And similarly, there might be an established way in the industry that you've got to put out your stuff. But then again, that also might be really inconvenient for the specific thing that you use. So along with understanding what are industry standards, I think you've also got to appreciate, well, what do I represent? What am I trying to do? Should I do this? Should I not? Um, Because I think sometimes uh, people's websites as well, it was was just one that we were looking at and there was all these pages and then, yeah, it hadn't been updated in like two, three years. And we were like, are they okay? You know, yeah. they've done links to this website where the links to their external work was all outdated and didn't work or didn't exist. And we were like, is this a real person? And that's kind of the last thing you want your clients, your friends, or even just people checking you out to be thinking. Yeah, and I think this is one of the most important things about having a website. Plus, why I think going down the, the website builder route is advantageous for most people is having a maintained website is more important than having a website period yeah. um there's a lot of people where you know you look at their website and it's you know if they haven't looked after their website who knows how much they may look after you depending on the the kind of work that they may be doing sure. or helping you out with um and as well as that you know there's some cases where you look at some sites and you're like yeah i think they might just be closed down mm. which you know if that happened that's fair but uh, there could be a function in business there and they've just not maintained it. So you'd never want that to, to be happening to yourself. And, and I think there's an understanding that you don't have to be a big techie, you know, because I think building a website from scratch can be expensive and not always necessary. I think if you're a small business and you're just wanting to sell something or you're just wanting to do something simple or local, why why pay all of that much? Why do all of that much? Um you know, so th- I think we, we would agree there is an important and like unique assets in terms of trying to stand out. But it might just be a small thing, a small purpose that you just need to build a website. So it's really worth getting in these creators. They will often have like a free month's trial. You can smash about with some different templates. You can put in random photos. You can move things around. I think really don't get set on anything whilst you're learning the software that you're using. Because you'll find you'll get stuck in a rhythm of, oh, these are the bits that I like, so I'll just do it. Or this is the bit that I know how to do. I'll just do lots of this. Um, And that can come across as a bit weird looking in the end, I think. And and I know this is a a kind of a trap I fell into when trying to create a a personal website for uh, myself a couple of years back. Is that, you know, you can get trapped a little bit thinking that, oh, I just want it to be finished or perfect and all that. 
but I, I would try and you know not let that hold you back because your website mm-hmm. at all times will be in a state of flux uh, it'll be kind of malleable and changing as you as a business and a person change so you know don't be too set on it obviously there's levels of presentation that you want for yourself but don't worry too much about having the perfect site because you know that's the great thing is you can change it at any time and it'll adapt along with yourself I think that's the thing as well is how businesses are constantly evolving um, and and changing and growing and shifting I think you should be appreciating that your or you should appreciate that your website is intended to do the same I think a really good website is one that can shift and update and not only stay up to date but can change where it needs be um often i think we'll see yeah a website and they go that's it finished and then it never gets touched or you know people are trying to work around oh well it's been like that for five years we won't change it um and that only makes things more difficult you know or or impossible to do certain elements um, and at that point, the website isn't serving you. You know, at that point, it is not helping you. It's only a hindrance. And therefore, why why do you have it at that point? Absolutely. And that's, you know, you can even today, like if you find two great websites that are brand new, if you have one, it's just kind of a vague past tense. Let's say they, it's like, yeah, you know, we've got a bunch of work from 2019 backwards you know that's brilliant and you know even if it was a fantastic website you're like that's nice you get an idea of who they are but if you have a website that's like yeah they've just added something like a couple days ago or they've uh you know they've just they have like new projects or blog posts or something Mm -hmm. like that something active you know that kind of shows that you know it's a very exciting there's lots of stuff going on at that company and they're doing a lot of stuff and that you know it's kind of encouraging to get in touch with them. Yeah, there's, I think, a real interest. I mean, as as people we all know, if we've seen like an Instagram has been updated, that's why it's quite good to link things like social medias to your website or have them visually somewhere because then people can scroll down or see, oh, wow, look, that was an update that they did there. Um, I know some of our, our portfolio work that we have has dates on it. So we find that that's quite useful, that people will kind of want to see your progress. So having having it organized in a chronological way does benefit us, but it also then benefits the people that's coming to see our work to be like, oh, wow, look, look at how much work they've done this year. Or, wow, look at how much they've grown and changed. Um, and that's what people are looking for. That's what people want because I think as well, if you come for a website and it's like, we've done the same thing for 10 years and it's the same and it's great. <laughs> You're like, is it though? Because I think, I guess our our field of expertise changes so fast um, that even if something's five years old, you're kind of like, mm, okay. So that's that's a requirement for us. But I think that is an increasing demand throughout almost all industries. Beyond just having a good website, um, you know, I think it can be a really great way to modernize your business. And I think especially right now, very important, you know, it's surprisingly easy to get e-commerce set up on a website. Um, you know, we have the buttons like just go live even on our, uh, our nagmedia.co.uk oh, one. And we it. haven't even thought about it. Uh, it's not really it. on our game plan. Um, and, you know, having you know even your products listed up there kind of individually um you know might be even nice if you know even if your kind of foot traffic customers or kind of sell you know foot traffic customers coming into your store being able to maybe outline your products and go into a little bit more detail about you know 
these are the, the candles we make and it's made from this wax and you know we do it over this kind of period and process you know that's some information that people might want to know that you know you can't maybe fit on the label um of the product they then go on to buy in your local store yeah i think it's it's a really good spot for um that extra information i know some people i've seen this sort of as a growing trend is people will have a frequently asked questions page which i think is quite nice um because sometimes you'll get the same questions again and again so it can be quite beneficial for you in terms of time to have that kind of list there but it then is also a little bit presumptuous that people are going to be looking for these things so i i feel it's partly like a band-aid solution that you are putting the frequently asked questions on a page but you're not necessarily making yourself more clear elsewhere there's there's some where you just have to have that and that can be really beneficial and people can maybe just come to your website, just look for that question, find perfect. But I think in other cases, if you're getting asked the same questions, it's maybe not just about putting the answer to that question on a question and answer page, but it's maybe you've got to make you know, your front page a bit more clear about something or there's maybe a video element which you need or there's maybe you've got to bring something more to the front, got to push something back, I think. But that's sort of still quite heavily debated and used, I think, is how how do you display information that you maybe weren't expecting to need to display? Yeah, and I, I think if it's something you can avoid, then try and avoid it. Uh, you know, having some simplicity... And what you're doing, you know, pointing to the key things, you'll be like, ideally, you know, if you were selling something, the two buttons you want on your your site would be your products and a cart. Best mm. case scenario, you've kind of, you've got the through line there. Obviously, you would want and would have more stuff, but you don't want to add stuff where you know you have you know our, our you know services, a bill, contacts, gallery, FAQ, and then it's like the products have gotten lost in that yeah. kind of line of uh, links that you've given. Because I think as well, I think I think it, what we're not saying is don't make it personal. I think I think individualizing and personalizing oh, your absolutely. website is important. But yeah, you're right. You you've got to understand what is the main purpose of your website, in terms of what do you actually want it to do for you. So a big thing for us was to show off how good we are, <laughs> right? That's and I think <laughs> that's fair to say is that's what our website is for is to show off how good we are. And to be a place where you can go and be like, wow, look at how good they are. And so far, the feedback's very positive. We've we've heard from people that we've never even spoken to before, which have gone and seen the website and gone, wow, I would work with these people. So in that function, the website is is succeeding. But if it was that people want to go to that website, you know, to specifically find out more about me and Anton then okay, that's slightly different because that's not something we've really sort of shoved on the website, if that makes sense. But it's not needed because that's not what we want it to do. Yeah, and I, I think kind of as a, an extension of that idea of, you know, simplifying and making it clean what you're kind of wanting people to do uh, or expecting people to do is that, you know, throughout the website, even if you look at ours, for instance, a lot of the links that you'll find on the website are either funneling people to see our portfolio and see how kind of good our work is, or alternatively, funneling them then to just go directly to our contact, get in touch, and we can see what we can arrange. Even though we've got more links in that top thing, like we've got stuff like our services, our about, uh, the podcast, originals, etc. Everything's kind of funneling in that direction of go see our work, 
You'll mm. love it. Get in touch. We'd love to help you out. I think there's also a thing. We don't have a lot of necessarily interlinking between pages. I think something we both wanted to avoid was that kind of circle effect where you could kind of click and click and click and you're seeing the same three things, you know, and you don't really know where you are and you're getting lost. Like we wanted it to be very clear that you've got the, this is our specific work, our portfolio. Do you know what I mean? If you want podcasts, that's the podcast. It's there, that's it. You know, if you want original work, it's not our portfolio, but it's a bit more work you might be interested in. That's it. You want to contact us, you contact us. That's it. Um, Because I think it can be really easy to put all these buttons everywhere and to get all these links and to sort of go through and clicky clicky. Um, But then that can be really disorientating if you click something twice and then, oh, wait, I'm back to this page, but I thought I was going here. And yeah, you don't want people getting lost, really. But I, I think, again, that falls down to design which isn't necessarily inherent to everyone, hence why sites that build websites for you are are really beneficial. Absolutely. And I think, again, it's all about, you know, the stuff like simplicity, where if you've got something that's simplistic with not many links, it's very easy. You know, it does mean that if you need to impromptu add a page about home delivery, you know, your style, the vein, the quality of the site uh, and the style and layout has been pre-established in a way that can be easily replicated so you can expand on the site easily enough if you need to without making it too much of a hassle mm. and similarly makes it much easier if you're wanting to scale the site to you know uh you know a complicated website on your computer may be great and you have all these content everywhere but when you squash it down to like somebody's you know ancient iphone 4 with a four inch screen then yeah then you're struggling a little and that's the thing is it might be an inherited website you've got you know, it might be that you've bought the shop and you got their website with it, or it might be that you're new to the company and you've been given the task of update the website. And that can be horribly daunting and it can sort of, it can feel like it will take forever and that it's maybe not worth it. But I think from our experience of not only working regularly with awful websites, both having to have updated websites um, and also as those who have a really nice website, it, it is only worth it because it will only sort of pay off in the end because it can be off-putting. You know, it's not only that people are like, oh, it's a bad website. Oh, well, it's the thing is that can that can be something which can turn people off straight away. Ideally, you're avoiding that in your business. Yeah. And, you know, as we've kind of mentioned, even if it's not perfect you've not got the the greatest website to begin with and you're trying to retroactively fix it um you know don't worry like it's a gradual process and Mm. even once you've got a good website um i found an experience with ourselves with knack media and with some podcasts i've run in the past with their own websites you know that first draft of the site where you think you've got everything perfect you know will be great but you know you've done it count from an overarching view and i find some mm-hmm. of the best improvements that come to websites is when you literally spend a day and you're like okay this page is important you know th- this the episodes of this podcast very important let's go in there and give it the the full bee's knees make it work as good as it can uncompromising and vice versa recently with us going in with our portfolio mm-hmm. not as uh, expansive of an update but, you know, little refinements that I think have made a, a large difference overall. Well, it was something that we had both sort of thought about independently, but didn't necessarily a voice of like, well, the way that we lay this out, you know, could maybe be improved. And that's not saying that 
Um, everything always needs to be improved. And that's not saying that there was anything wrong with how it was before. But the minute that you had put it into now the new layout, it was like, oh my God, okay, that's so much better. <laughs> um, you know, not again that there was anything wrong with the old one, but there was something like instantly clickable and likable and yes, this looks better. Um, and that just took us being with it for a while, you know, and our portfolio sort of growing and maybe changing into being a, a new beast and we sort of need to flesh out a bit more and kind of change how it's laid out. Um, but I think as well, if you've spent a good couple of weeks, maybe even a month, and you're just, you know, every day you tackle a new page and you're kind of building up this website, um, I'd highly recommend giving it to uh, someone who is a fair bit older than you or a bit older than you and someone who's a fair bit younger than you. Because I think with the way that technology has shifted and moved, it's really important to get a kind of a range of uh, website literacy with your website so you know we gave it to people who couldn't really read very well and we gave it to people who read really really well you know we gave it to our parents um us ourselves are quite young but we managed to find some younger people hey can you have a look at it see what you think you know we find some peers what are you looking for what would you think in a website you know people that not that they didn't like us but they maybe weren't super invested in us in the same way that our friends and our family were have a look at it what do you think get the feedback, take it, you know, don't get upset, don't get grumpy, take it, note it down, what can you do, is it relevant, filter through, add it in. Um, and I think that's that was really important in our process of making the website sort of so sleek. Absolutely, and, you know, it might be even just little things of, you know, this button's at the left of the screen, but, you know, you finish this sentence and your eye is at the right side of the screen. Mm. That's where it should be. And, you know, that might just be a case of, you know, you going through and just using the website over a couple of months, noticing that you go to, you want to click something there and it's just not there. And, you know, very small change in it would literally take less than a couple of minutes. Yeah. But, you know, collectively, if you did that with every single of your page, excuse me, every single one of your pages across a couple of months, you know, refinements will build up and it will overall kind of influence your brand. Because there might even be a little issue like that that you can't necessarily explain. Um, you know, we had somewhere where just something wasn't quite lining up, something was a bit off, and, and that'll take trial and error. You know, you try it one way, what do you think? Oh, maybe like this. Try it another way, oh, definitely not like that. Until eventually, you know, you get to a point where you're like, either you go back to the beginning <laughs> and you give up, or you're like, no, this is, I think, what is good and this is what it looks like, and, and I like that. Yeah. Um, because as well, there is personal taste involved. I think sometimes, in some occasions, there is no right answer. It can just be about design and, and choice, which is subjective. So don't feel too hard if I think multiple people are like, eh, I don't like that. Because people will just be grumpy and will say whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think you've also got to remember, if a lot of people are telling you this is really difficult or this isn't so great or this is a problem then think, okay, maybe I really like it that way, but the people who matter, who are the other people using mm. your website, just uh, sort of don't click with it. Um, that's kind of good to keep in mind. Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the, the most interesting parts and possibly one of the hardest decisions and kind of pages to make for a website would be the homepage. Because, um, you know, leaning in, you know, uh, to what we said before, it has a, a lot of roles to, to perform. You know, it's, it is the first impression. Uh, you know, it's having to say a lot about what you do. And it's then also funneling um, 
people in the direction that you're wanting to go and you know whether that is you know here's the products we've got uh, or here's uh you know here's our portfolio check out the contact or you know this is uh the kind of uh, chairs we make get in contact you know it's a very tough page to make louise buy our chairs <laughs> buy them now <laughs> buy our chairs yes yes please cheers yeah but it's a it's a, a real tough one and i, I think yeah. the the best philosophy i'll take is you know if you've got some products right away that you can put there go for it but otherwise kind of it's maybe the best route would be kind of road mapping your site where you know mm. at the top people might not know that they're looking for your case studies page but they might go down and then you start like do a little wee excerpt or like show a little wee thumbnail and a title from a project you've worked on and then they're like oh i want to learn about more about your projects that you've worked on mm. and you know having that roadmap on your front page is quite nice well so it's a website that to be fair i will never forget this website because it's sh- it sort of struck me so much that the entire thing it was one page and the entire page was fuchsia like as bright fuchsia as you could imagine with white text all one font, pretty much all of it was bold. So already it was quite difficult to interact with. Um, It was a very long website, so clearly designed for sort of mobile only. Um, And it was for a delivery company. And it had, didn't have a link to their Instagram, but it sort of mentioned their Instagram. And then it had, yep, this is a thing that we can do as a service. But there was very little contact information. There was literally no links that you could click. There was no added detail. And I was like, okay, well, so clearly this is a punchy website. And maybe it just, that is all they need is that's their appeal and that's their image. And it just needs to function as a thing that people can look up. But I was sort of left a bit bewildered and confused. Um, And also with sore eyes. (laughs) But again... that's a stylistic choice maybe that's just something they really love and and it's stuck with me you know I'm not Mm going to forget that and that's maybe the impression that they need or or all that they want is to leave an impression so your the the goal behind your website should I think always be at the forefront of your mind when designing and when updating absolutely and you know I think even if your your company or organization or that wing of it is very simple I think having uh, some digital web presence is really important where, mm. you know, especially if you're like a group cell company. So, you know, let's say the 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 kind of round mouse group um, and, you know, you have several, you know, you have a media production area, you have, you know, a cafe under that group and then you have uh, original content creation. You know, maybe having a website that is literally just three big buttons to each of those groups an email at the bottom if people need to get in contact. You know, not the most utilitarian of websites, but I think it serves a function and being like, we exist. This is kind of where mm. our organization is structured. This is where you're needing to go. If you're looking for original content productions, click this link over here. If you're looking for a nice cafe, click here. And say people wanted to contact us, Anton, how would they do that? Yes, if you want to get in touch, we are at nakamedia.co.uk where we have links to all of the stuff we've went over this a lot and of course you can send us an email at contact at nakamedia.co.uk but if you're feeling a little bit more youthful exciting we are on social media 
Yes, and that is at NACA Media LLP on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, but also, yeah, you know, we'd love to hear from you, whether that's talking about the podcast itself, whether that's maybe you've got a fun, interesting idea. Maybe that's just you're another small business and you want a chat. We are absolutely up for all forms of chattage. Um, and if you live in a very remote area and all you have is ravens for communication, well, it turns out that NACA Media, that's something that we also provide, is we provide raven mail. Yeah, you ah. know, they're very strong. So even if you want to send us your, your old grand piano for us to Ooh. show off uh, on our website, we can do that. They're very strong. They have muscly long legs. Yes. Uh, and they, they, they'll carry that all the way to the wonderful uh, Scottish Central Belt. Ravens notorious for their muscly long legs and Hoorah. Yes. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for listening today and bye for now. Au revoir.